everybody. That's Jennifer Maggio here with the Salem Web Network. I am so honored to be part of what uh, Salem Web Network is doing and um, specifically in being part of this Single Mom 101 series. I run an organization called the Life of a Single Mom Ministries and it's just such my heart uh, to be able to empower and encourage single moms. I often say that I eat, sleep, and breathe single moms. I was once a single mom and today we're going to be talking about the five things that every single mom needs to know. And before I even get into that, I want to just encourage you moms that the place that I come from is a place of number one, hearing from the Lord on the five things. If I only had a moment with you in a living room that I believe that he wants you to know about your experience as a single mom. But I also want to tell you that it is because of my own story of once being homeless and uh, once parenting two children by myself. Um, I was 19 years old and very Uh, very inexperienced. Uh, My parents were dead. My grandparents were dead. Most of my aunts and uncles. And um, I really didn't have much of a family support system. And I felt very alone. Um, And the tagline of our ministry is where no single mom walks alone. And that was birthed out of this idea that I was the only one experiencing the things that I was experiencing. And I don't know where you are today, single mom, but I know that the Lord knows where you are and he has not left you, abandoned you or forsaken you. And you need to be reminded of that this day, that the nights will get long and the days will be hard and there will probably be many tears shed as you well know. But I also know having stood on the other side of this thing. My children are now 24 and 22, and I can tell you that you will get through it, and there will be some life lessons that you will have learned through the experience that you wouldn't have learned any other way. And those experiences are not in vain. Those experiences are so that you can look into the eyes of another single mom that's not quite as far along in her journey as you are, and you can tell her as you hold her hand, my sister, you will make it. And so to you today, my single mom friend, I say, my sister, you will make it. And that is the first point that I want to share out of the top five things that you need to know. It is that you will make it. It may not seem like it today. I don't know what experience you have today. I don't know what you're struggling with today. And as we know, some days are easier than others. But I can tell you, that although the battle you face may be larger than you've ever seen it before, and the mountain that you are standing against may seem huge, the finances may make absolutely no sense, and the children, for whatever reason, may be disobedient and disruptive more so than ever before, but single mom, you will make it. There is a season for all parts of your life. We know very famously in Ecclesiastes, it talks about all the different seasons and the time for everything under the sun. But even in the most difficult season, I can tell you that it will one day pass. Those kids are just kids for a mere season of time. And there are some things that are happening positively underneath the surface. There are seeds that are growing and taking root that you may not see all of the effects of right this moment. But I just want to encourage you that you will make it. You will look back and you will laugh at some of the things that are causing you tears today. You will smile at your grandbabies one day and you will be able to celebrate all of the seasons of your life, including this one. So be reminded this day that you will make it. And the second thing that I believe that the Lord wants you to know today is that you need to learn to ignore the naysayers. 
Now, it really doesn't matter whether you're a married mom or a single mom or not a mom at all, whether you're young or old, black or white, short or tall, fat or skinny. It really doesn't matter who you are or what your life experience is. The truth is we will always have naysayers. There will always be one or two who have negative thoughts to share. And the truth is, is that we have to learn to be good at ignoring the critics in our life. Maybe criticism comes because someone doesn't fully understand your single mom journey or your challenges. Maybe it comes because they mean well, but they lack the knowledge that's necessary to provide you with feedback. Or maybe it simply comes out of their own hurt, heartache, hardship, something that they've gone through and they're battling bitterness. And so for some reason, they feel the need to be a naysayer in your life. It doesn't matter the reason I can just tell you that you need to get really good at ignoring the critics. You need to get really good at prayer and hearing from the Lord. You need to be uh, discerning by the Spirit that the Lord would lead you and direct you in the way that you should go and that you would likewise do the same thing for your children. But you cannot allow the critics to have power over you. And my friend, the only way they have power over you is if you grant them that permission. And so the only one who has divine power over you is the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you submit to his word and you submit to prayer and you surrender your heart fully to his teachings and you commit to raise your children up in the way that they should go, then you are well and it will be well with your soul. It's when you look at the ex and the ex-mother-in-law and the boss and the uh, friends that aren't walking with the Lord and all of these people in your life have something negative to say that you begin to feel weighted and heavy. The third thing that the Lord would have you to know today is you need to learn to forgive. So let's just acknowledge that single motherhood is hard. You've got it. It's hard. I'm not going to pretend that it's not. I'm not going to pretend that your walk is as easy as a two-parent family, although, frankly, sometimes the grass seems greener on the other side when we look at other people's circumstances. It may not be exactly where you expected to be today. Maybe there are some things that... Uh, went on in your life that led through a terrible divorce and it's been very difficult for you to forgive that past circumstance, that ex that hurt you. Or, or maybe, frankly, it's just been really hard for you to learn to forgive yourself for some choices that you once made and, and you've been trudging through what seems like quicksand because you have been unable to walk in forgiveness. Listen, single moms, we have to get really good at learning how to forgive. We have to forgive our children when they don't measure up. And, and let me tell you, we've all fallen short of God's grace. And so there will be many days when they don't measure up the same way that we don't measure up. But I think this idea of forgiveness, although if you've been a Christian for more than about 30 seconds, you have heard a lot of teaching on forgiveness it's very easy for us to understand it in our own mind, and yet sometimes very hard between our heart and our minds to connect the two dots and say, okay, I have to walk in forgiveness. But the idea resonated with me so deeply some years ago. Uh, there's an author by the name of Dr. Caroline Leaf, and um, if I remember correctly, she is a neuroscientist. Um, she is a Christian, and her entire ministry, she's from out of New Zealand, but I think she makes her home in Dallas now. And her entire ministry is about uh, traveling and talking with churches, writing books, and um, uh, providing materials to teach us that science and Christianity are not in competition with one another. In fact, they are very much in alignment with one another. And she uses the Bible to highlight the things that she learned in her many years 
um, of science. And um, one of the things that she did in a message that I attended some years ago was that she brought out actual pictures of a human brain. Um, and she showed us um, the physical aspects of unforgiveness in the brain and how those aspects are actually, um, I think she equated it to black trees. And she pointed out uh, a healthy brain and one that's full of um, forgiveness and joy of the Lord and has a, a very healthy thought life. And then one who has a very negative thought life and one that's uh, full of unforgiveness and bitterness. And it was unbelievable to see that on that screen that day. And it's something that has stuck with me ever since. And I won't be able to do it justice. Um, I would encourage you to get the book, Who Switched Off My Brain? Um, because it's just so fascinating. And I'm, I'm not going to be able to explain it uh, as well as she does. But I'll say this to you. When we operate with forgiveness, we operate in the full joy of being able to accept all that Jesus did for us on the cross. When we realize how hard it is to forgive someone and that Jesus died a sinless life and, and he died as atonement for our sins, it brings us into an intimacy with the Lord that we couldn't comprehend any other way. And so learning to forgive well and forgive often is going to be a key component of your single motherhood journey. Frankly, it's a key component of every person's journey, single mom or not. But I believe it's especially important as you learn to parent those children alone. The fourth thing that's going to be very important for you is to learn to manage your money well. Now, for many years, I worked in corporate America, and I actually did uh, financial education in corporate America, which was funny because when I started the career, I was living in the projects on food stamps and welfare. And so I always thought that God had such a sense of humor that he would put me in that position of teaching people how to manage money when I had absolutely none. But the interesting thing about that story is that there were foundational principles that I learned during that season in corporate America that I've been able to teach many single moms through the years now. And it does not matter what socioeconomic status you fall under today. It doesn't matter whether you are um, a middle-class single mom or whether you are living below the poverty line right now or you are um, living quite well above the poverty line or well above the middle class. None of those things matter. The truth is that you must learn to manage your money well or it will manage you. And the truth also is that there are times whenever we can, because of financial strain, because of money strain, make decisions out of that strain. And it could be decisions that um, regard our parenting and not being the best moms uh, because we're stressed. It could be the decision to move into a relationship too early because the strain of paying all the bills on our own is too much. And so learning to manage your money is a component that will impact every other area of your life. There's so much scripture that teaches about money management, and it is because it can control our thought life and it can control our decision-making and we are blessed to be a blessing. And so my prayer for each one of you today is you'd not only learn to manage your money well, but you would learn how to steward it in a way that could impact the kingdom. You know, there's a scripture, and I don't have it in front of me right now, but it's one that uh, I've taught on many times, and it's in Proverbs, and it says, good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren. And I always thought this fascinating because um, it doesn't say good people leave an inheritance to their children. 
It says they leave an inheritance to their grandchildren. And I think that that is so rich in its meaning because there's an inheritance from a spiritual perspective that we should be leaving a legacy, not only to our children, but our children's children and beyond, that we were raising up generations that would serve the Lord and be empowered and encouraged. But beyond that, when we think about our finances, oh, that we would be such good stewards and that we would be blessed so mightily that we could impact the kingdom and pour money into our churches and into uh, ministries that are doing the work of the kingdom. I, I just love that. Or even being able to bless another single mom down the road. And so learning to manage your money well is going to be really, really important. There are so many resources that are available now to you. Financial Peace University is one that we love and we refer uh, many single moms to, but there are free online courses. There are free budget calculators that you can download. There's so much resource available now via podcasts and uh, YouTube channels and different um, uh, websites that there's just really no excuse to not invest in understanding how to manage your money well. And the fifth thing that I want to tell you today on the top five things that every single mom should know, and listen, y'all, there are a hundred things that I'd love to be able to tell you, and I hope that you'll um, look at some of the resources that we have available. But if I could only tell you five, the fifth one is do not be a victim of comparison. While there will be similarities that you will share with other single moms, there are also differences. There are differences that make you unique, and these differences offer us perspective that others may one day find valuable in their own journeys. They make our stories beautiful, our differences do, and, and much like a multicolored tapestry woven together, they make the beauty that is us. And so embrace the differences that you have with those that are around you. Listen, I've talked to more single moms that I can count about how they feel very alone and they look around in the church pews and there's no other single moms there and they, they look at happy families walking in the park on a Sunday afternoon and, and it's hard not to compare the existence of what you're dealing with and how unfair it may very well be. There may be reasons you're a single mom that are to no fault of your own. I don't know your circumstance, but it'd be very easy to compare and comparison is, in fact, a joy stealer. It is the thing that will keep us from being able to live our best life and to be able to run our race that the Lord has called us to run. If we look at the other things that people are blessed with and we become jealous because they are blessed financially in this season or, or maybe they are uh, walking in a season of uh, marital bliss and we become jealous of those things, how could the Lord then trust us to give us more? We have to steward what's in our hand today. As my uh, good friend always says, use what you've got. It may not be much. But what you've got is of worth and value, and the Lord can use anything. The Lord can use a rock to shout out his praises. The, the Lord can use a rock to pour out water to feed and, and uh, nourish his people. And so whatever you have in your hand is what the Lord has given you for this season. Don't compare it to what God has put in other people's hands because, my friend, you do not know what it costs them. I had a dear friend one day say to me that um, people want to look at chapter 26 of your story and compare their stories to yours. But they don't know what took place in the first 25 chapters that resulted in that chapter 26. That same thing is true for your life, and it's true of everyone's around yours. We are all experiencing our own personal story. And there are going to be some highs in that story, and there are going to be some lows. There are going to be some dark moments and some when we're on the mountaintop and we are celebrating because God has done the supernatural and the miraculous. But there's something to be learned in all of the seasons, the valley seasons and the mountain seasons and, and those in between as we're going up or coming down those mountains. 
And in those seasons, the Lord gives us revelation that we wouldn't have gotten any other way. And so we cannot look to our left and our right and what our sister and brother next to us may be experiencing and secretly yearn and covet what they're experiencing. It will detract from the joy of the Lord. It will detract from our own life experience. And so you have to let go of comparing your life to everyone else's. And it really carries over into the point that I made earlier about forgiveness. Much of the reason we compare is because we've been unable to forgive ourselves of what we've gone through, and we've been unable to forgive others for what they've done to us. And so we compare and we say, look at what Sally has, and and her husband never did her that way, or or her children are so much more well-behaved than mine, and it doesn't seem fair. And we begin to constantly look, and it becomes a distraction. And God is sitting on his throne in heaven saying, my daughter, I have so much more for you. There's so much more that I want to do in your life. But you are immobilized by looking at what I've given someone else. And my riches that are in my treasure box in heaven are such that you can't even contain them. There's more where that came from. In other words, Sally in our life and Bobby in our life and Jan in our life, the blessings they have does not limit our Heavenly Father from giving us what it is that He has for us as well. So we need to let go of the comparison. As I close out today, I just want to thank you for being part of today's broadcast. And I want to encourage you that you would avail yourself to resources that are out there. Salem Web Network has a host of different websites that can encourage you and podcast channels. And so does the Life of a Single Mom Ministries. We have ministered to over 400,000 women over the last decade, single mothers that we've connected in single moms ministries throughout the world. And to God be the glory, there's so much more work to be done. But Um, We've got some resources out there that we believe will bless you. So visit thelifeofasinglemom.com for more info. And I just want to go to the Lord in prayer as we close up today. Father, I thank you that your word is sharper than a two-edged sword. Father, I thank you that your word says that we are the head and not the tail. And so, God, I speak over women's lives that would hear this today, Father, that they would be reminded that they are the head and not the tail. And during this season, they are the head of their households. And so, God, I thank you that you have not left them ill-equipped. But, Father, you have adequately equipped them for such a time as this. Now, God, I pray that women would rise up in courage and they would make the right decisions, the ones that are hard, the ones that um, are difficult, but Father, the ones that are necessary, that they would be able to raise those children up in the way that they should go. Father, I pray that they would do the things that you've called them to do, that they would not second guess or doubt, Father. I pray that your word would be their guiding light, Father, the lamp unto their feet. Father, I pray that for women that feel like you've forgotten them in this moment, that you would supernaturally surround them with your love in a tangible way that they would know that they have had an encounter with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Father, we thank you that your word says you will supply all our needs. And so, God, we stand on that word when sometimes temporarily we can't see evidence of that. So, Father, I thank you that you were doing more than we could ever think, ask, or imagine. And God, I speak abundance over the lives of your ladies that are listening this day. We love you, and it's in Jesus' holy and precious name that we ask all these things. Amen and amen. Single Mom 101 is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review so that more listeners can find us. You can learn more about Jennifer Maggio by visiting lifeofasinglemom.com. This episode was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts, just head over to lifeaudio.com. 
Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, we hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.